best enjoy this album. Sit four to eight feet away from quality speakers. Create a triangle with your head in those speakers. Do not turn down your mids. Clean your ears. Sit on something with back support. Wear loose-fitting clothing. Avoid overhead lighting. Close your eyes. To best understand the material, work part-time. Make less than $20,000 a year. Grow your hair out. Live under constant threat of eviction. Wait until your bills arrive and pick envelopes before paying them. Have a pregnancy scare. Have highly personal and easily misunderstood goals. Maintain a healthy body weight. Always have a scheme or a poorly thought out plan. Wake after nine or before noon. Have roommates regardless of your age. Be a success sexually, but remember your failures. Understand the world wasn't made for you. Understand your parents are just people and be nice to them based on merit. Understand sexual partners know you better than your friends and treat them warmly. Have definite opinions, but understand the world does not care. Judge people on how they will feature a D&D campaign. There's a lot of love animals. Do not treat the like lepers. Yeah. Really don't great, like great pre-recording. Great pre-recording snack. King, king of the smoked meats, Kobasa. For sure. Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen, the food enthusiast podcast. Um, I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple show here in, we, in which we eat kielbasi, uh before we record and also listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and other forms of adjacent music. Uh, typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question. We honestly react to whatever it is that we hear. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't. But we just strive to put stuff in front of you, encourage you to engage with it. We uh, do not strive to make objective value judgments, be professional critics or tastemakers here. If you like something, even if we don't, go ahead and purchase it. Go see a band, buy their merchandise, do what you want to support the band. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and randomly select usually between five and seven of them. And everything is user, user submit. Hmm, everything is listener submitted. It's user submitted. It's user submitted. Yes. Uh, I've had, you know, we had a week off. The The holidays were here. Had a couple weeks off. We just had one, right? Is it just one? Yeah. We just, we just, sure? we just skipped one week, but right. we, we skipped a week previous to that too. Cause you had COVID. So. I had COVID and then the holidays came and you were sick. Yes. We were going to record, uh, you know, Christmas happened on Sunday and then we were going to record on Monday, but then I had a cold all week. So I'm still a little bit gunky, but I'm, I'm feeling mostly better. That said, if this is your first episode, disregard most of the things that I just said, because what we're actually doing here is is a little end-of-the-year roundup. Now, just as a reminder, people who have been with us for a few years will know this by now, but if you're new, you may not. We are not the type of people to say, this is my favorite thing that came out this year, and here's a ranked list of everything good in the exact order that I think it deserves to be in. It's not how my brain works. People all the time, throughout my life, as a young person, I thought I was obliged to answer when people would be like, who's your favorite band? What's your favorite movie? And I guess I was, I was like, I guess I have to have an answer for that. And as yeah. I got older, I understood that like these things, it's like the concept of a best friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, there are probably lots of people in your life that you value equally. Similarly, there are lots of records that I value equally right. and lots of pe pieces of media that I value equally and right. that are all impactful on me. And with so much shit comes out and yeah. we listen to so much shit. So much shit, dude. Right? There's no way that I can tell you what's the best shit I heard this year. Ab so, absolutely not. Yeah. No. This is not an exercise. This is not our top no. 10, top 20. No. It's well, just many we get to. stuff that we liked this year. As I was going back through and looking at my, like, you know, my, my play history. Yeah. And what what stuck out to me? What was in my what was in my bookmarks? Oh, yeah. This did fucking rip. Yep. Oh, yeah. this I just, you know. So, and, and you know. Some of it is uh, what have you done for me lately sort of shit. Right? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Like, Recency bias. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. And for me, I also strived to choose stuff that was not 
featured on our weekly show just so that I could put some shine on some stuff that maybe we didn't hear here here on the show. Like if we did, if something that we ends up in either of our lists is something that we heard on the show, whatever, it doesn't matter. There's no strict rules here. I just usually try to bring stuff to the table that maybe some of our listeners haven't heard before, or at the very least, I just feel it deserves a, deserves a mention since yeah. we have the, the modest platform that we do. I try to do that too. I honestly lost track of was sure. this on the show or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that happens for me a lot. I'm like, did I, where did I hear this? Thing? There's a, yeah, there's a couple things on here that I know we're on the show. Yeah. On the weekly show. Um, yeah, but it, most of it is stuff that I stumbled upon outside of the confines of the show. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's uh, stuff that I like that I'm not sure we listen to and just want to get it out there. Yeah. Also, I think I think the bubbler is really loud tonight. So if anybody hears the bubbles in the background, it's from Nate's Aquarium. Yeah. Just consider it a nice little piece of ambiance. My, my poor fish slave. I really... <laughs> I really do need to rehome that bugger. Yeah? He's getting... He doesn't have any friends. Yeah. I... I don't know how people maintain an aquarium. Well, don't tell my girlfriend about it because she'll just blindly well, I agree can take to him, I can take him it. back to the fish store and sure. they'll take him. Yeah. And he's getting, he's just getting a little big. Yeah. He doesn't have very many. He doesn't have any friends left. Sure. And, like, I just want to get a nice, you, you see those, pic, the, the, like, people have, like, a nice little tidy aquarium that's, yeah. like, clear and nicely lit with nice little fish in it. Yeah. I can't fucking do that. I don't know why. I clean the tank i fucking do all the shit with the filters and add the chemicals yeah always looks like a goddamn bucket of piss can, can we turn the bubbler down just a little bit no, for, the suffocate. for the for the even for the duration of the show um not really okay all right well we're just, i don't think you can hear him. you can definitely you every time you speak i hear that bubbler just popping into my headphones i know it'll, it'll it'll never show through i don't it'll, it'll people are definitely gonna hear that bubbling well you're just gonna have to live with the bubbler on this episode um, it just seems like tonight, tonight it's just, it's really, it sounds like somebody just flushed the toilet. Yeah. I like the idea of having fish. Yeah. They seem like it'd be super sick. I used to have them when I was a kid all the time. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just can't, I can't keep, uh, I can't keep anything but a scummy pond. It seems no matter how often I clean it. Yeah. I don't know, man. You just weren't meant to keep fish. I, I guess. guess not. You were meant to be their bane. I guess. You were the, you're the bane of That's fish, not the That's how it started. Saber, I yeah. bought fish to use as bait. Right. And then they got named. Yes. And then you can't. They, right. Bait. Once they have the name. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't kill them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's why they name babies as soon as they come out. I know. Because if you don't name it right away, you might just throw it in the <laughs> trash, know. you know? Yeah. Um, so you want to just uh, jump into or do you, did you have anything you wanted to talk about or should we just get right into the music? Well, I mean, no, not really. Christmas, New Year's, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, sure. I mean, I like Christmas just fine, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything to say about it. No, I'm, I'm a grown up. I don't really get a ton of presents these days. You know, I get a little bit of cash from my dad. I usually get a, a, a gift from from Zaven. She got me a very cool Youth of Today shirt, and that's about it. I'm fully grown up. I don't get any gifts. Yeah, um, I get. I usually give you something around Christmas and just don't say it's a Christmas gift. Yeah, you know. What yeah, I mean? well, that chainsaw <laughs> seven inch showed up a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, whatever. It's, uh, and New Year's, who cares? Yeah. New Year's, uh, truly, who gives a shit? Yeah. It's nothing. It means nothing. Right. Welcome to a new year. Welcome it's to a new year. means nothing. Even worse than the last one. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> if the past, if the past six years are any clue. Yeah. You're going to get diminishing returns on these years. Even they continue to, <laughs> to continue to move forward. You're going to get four years gangrene this year. That's Lucky right. Lucky you. Just like Harvey. Just like Harvey. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just jump into it. You want to, you want to start? You want me to start? Uh, go ahead. Okay, cool. So, 
Um, up top, like I, I, it, I didn't really mean to do it this way, but my first few selections are all people who are friends or friendly acquaintances, uh, at least one or two of the members. In this case, somebody that both of us have known for a very long time, was formative on my musical journey, uh, has recorded. You've played in bands with him. He has recorded many of my early bands. He recorded the first release that our band Parasitic Twins did like mm -hmm. 12 years ago. Um, our buddy Jeff, he does mm -hmm. a project called, called AIDS, which I, I feel like started in like 2006 maybe. No, it was around before that. He did the six 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 tape, um, maybe oh four, six, but it was before that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's been around for a fucking grip, like close to twenty years at this point. Mm -hmm. It's just um, a little thing he does, and he's really good at it. It's a little thing he does that I think deserves a, a lot more uh, attention than it gets. I think so. I think Jeff in general deserves more attention than he gets. Yeah, for sure, man. The dude has played in a lot of really good bands. He's recorded a lot of great records, and uh, AIDS is. For my money, probably it's one of, if not my favorite project that he's ever been a part of. And this is all him. Uh, it's some black metal stuff. He has the uh, he has the the skill to put down actual real sick shredding drums on this, so he can record everything by himself at home because he's just a multi multi talented instrumentalist. He doesn't even have to go the classic black metal programming the drums route. Um, so this is one that he was working on over the course of this year. It's called uh, Maleficus Sabatum, and uh, it's really fucking good. I like it a lot. Let's just jump right into it. I think I like this. I, all the tracks on this are very very good. Um, I'm going to go with the second track on here, though, Burning Chaos. There's, okay. a, there's a lot of riffs on this one. I think it displays kind of the breadth of the, of the sounds that are, uh, that are presented here. So we're going to listen to Burning Chaos off of Maleficus Sabatum by AIDS.
There you go. There you go. Burn, Burning Chaos by AIDS off Maleficus Sabatum. A super sick project, a super sick record. I recommend going back and checking out pretty much everything that he has done, which is a fair of ma- a fair amount of shit over the last twenty years. Yes, um, and uh, you get uh, you get what you pay for on this as well because it's ten songs all clocking in at between four and a half and six and a half minutes long. Yeah, this this album in particular is sort of a, a more I guess uh, fleshed out for sure. Um, project or, or released in some of the other aid stuff. Yeah. Um, it's much. It's it's a it's a return to classic second wave sounds. Super classic stuff because he's done shit that is way noisier, way more bestial over the years as mm-hmm. well. Jeff can do most stuff that he puts his mind to. This is a perfect example of that. For my money, this is one of the better. Like <laughs> particularly in this lane of sort of classic second wave black metal shit. This is one of the better records that came out this year. I would, if if, if not the best in this sort of straight up style, um, and and more people deserve to hear. It, I think yeah, for sure, it, a, a lot of ears should be on this, especially with the moment that we're in, in which everybody for the first time in my life is uh, suddenly very receptive to black metal and death metal and bestial war metal and all this shit. Where Crazy. normal normal hardcore folks are like, yeah, okay, I'll I'll check out blasphemy, I'll check out revenge, I'll check out mayhem, whatever whatever right. you whatever you like, I'll right. check out bolt thrower, I'll check out you know mystifier. Here you go. Here's some black metal for you. It's really fucking good. Yeah. Enjoy it. Listen yeah. to the whole record. You'll yeah. like it. All right. What do you got? So I think this is going to be a pretty metal heavy list. I have a lot of metal up front and then I got some hardcore stuff. I have quite a bit of metal. I, I have I have a, a variety of stuff, but there's a lot of metal. Yeah, there's a lot of metal here. It's what I listened to most this this year, I think. There was a lot of good stuff. And and like even just like looking through stuff that I could have thrown on here. There was some stuff that we heard on the show that it was like, fuck, this is good. I really like that Usta Lost stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, man, there's just so much shit. There's a, I have a list of about 25 things. Yeah. There should be some honorable mentions if we don't get to them. For sure. Um, because, uh, like I said, it's not the best. Yeah. But it's stuff that I, I've noticed I've returned to a few times. For sure. Yeah. Um, so this is, um, this is released from Vermin Womb. Okay. Yep. This is a sort of a, a grind death project out of, I think, Colorado. I think Denver. that is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they released Retaliation this year. Yeah. This, I, I, when I discovered this band, they've been around for a, a bit of a, a grip, at least since 2014. So yep. they've been around for a while. And, um, it's members of an, another band that used to play the house a couple of times. I had played and seen a few times called Screaming, Clinging to the Trees of a Forest Fire. Oh, no shit. Yeah. But this is a lot. This is that. Wow. This has come a long fucking way. Yeah. If and, this is members of that band. And, and this is this is a lot, a lot darker than that. Damn. That's wild. So this album, uh, Retaliation, I've returned to a bunch. Yeah. It's pretty fucking good. And we'll listen to uh, It Takes All Types, which I think is like the third track off the record. Yeah. All right. Sick.
Yeah, man. A very good record. Yeah, so this came out back in September on Closed Casket. Yep. Um, it's fucking sick, man. It's basically just it's basically just a fucking pit of despair and torment. Yeah, for sure. It's cool that Closed Casket put this out too. Closed Casket is cool because they they do some stuff that is straight, like full meathead hardcore shit. Yeah. And they do some stuff that is full on like death grind shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they even may have mentioned this record on Axe to Grind, maybe. I think maybe Bob Bob brought this record up or something because Close Casket is one of their one of their sponsors, and I think he big up to this. This record's really fucking good. And uh I'm I'm surprised to find out that this is like this is members of clinging to the trees of a forest fire. Cause that's a band that I saw at least once or twice mm -hmm. at the Harrison house, like pretty early on. Cause that band formed, uh, these dudes have been around for a long time. Cause I think that band formed in like, Oh five, maybe something like that. I, I mean, we played with them in like Oh eight and they were at the house, maybe Oh eight Oh nine. And that band 10. was, that band was like not tiny either. They put out stuff on like prosthetic. I think shit. so. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, like they weren't like a huge band, but they were around for a grip and they put out stuff with like Debella and prosthetic yeah. and stuff. So. Yeah. And, and like, I think it's in the LP of this. Um, I think even the back of the record or on the inside or something, it says something like, uh, these are the darkest things I feel or yeah, something. I was sure. like, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like yeah. the whole album is, is basically just a, a vent. It is. Yeah. And it is an, an oppressive and dissonant listen. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's a really good record. Yeah. Really good record. Um, all right, let's, let's, uh, let's keep it metal, I suppose. Uh, let's jump to Obscene from Indianapolis. Another, another dude that, uh, I don't know most of the dudes in this band, um, but our buddy Kyle, who sings for this band, we've both known for a very long time. Our band has done splits with his old bands. We've played with many of his bands for the better part of a decade now. Um, Obscene, from Dead Horizon to Dead Horizon. This is a band that... I think gets a reasonable amount of love in like traditional death metal circles. They put out a demo in uh, 2017. They put out a full length two years ago, the inhabitable dark that was really good. And then they just dropped this this year. But I think this is an example of like the way in which, you know, like the hardcore and extreme music sort of in group out group club just kind of selects stuff based upon proximity and social clout and stuff like this because this is a band that I think they just play with more sort of like adult leading contemporary death metal bands and they don't play in circles that are more adjacent to like punk and hardcore and stuff but the only thing keeping them from being viable in like broader spaces and appealing to the same sort of like newcomer camo shorts guys that are into all the maggot stomp stuff is that they're just not playing in those circles and they're not young people who are like wearing the right the right t-shirts but if you've never heard this band which there's a, a fairly high likelihood that you probably haven't if you're listening to our show, uh, you're going to like it a lot. The song that they have queued up to play, I think, is a pretty good representation of everything that makes them a really, really good band. So we're going to listen to Deathless Demigod by Obscene off of From Dead Horizon to Dead Horizon.
That was Deathless Demigod by Obscene off of Dead off of From Dead Horizon to Dead Horizon. This one to me is just like it's a softball pitch if you like death metal at all, kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just one of those things where it's it's so well done, it's so well recorded, and even if you're an entry level sort of student of death metal or fan of death metal, this has all the hallmarks of just like the t-shirt bands done to perfection. Sure. Like Kyle has a, a bit of John Tardy in the vocal I'm delivery. Say, he, I, that's what I was going to mention. The thing that really makes obscene stand out for me. I mean, yeah. riffs are sick. The fucking guitar tone sounds sick. Just enough yeah. HM2 in there, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And it, like it has a little bit of a Scandi bend, but it's not full on fucking a little, yeah. You know, entombed. No, there's like there's some there's like some benediction in yes. here. There's the dueling guitar leads are very reminiscent of like Heartwork era Carcass. He's like I said, Kyle's got some very John Tardy style vocal delivery. So that's that's what really like he has in the current death metal scene. Yeah. A very unorthodox voice. For sure. He has probably one of the more, if not the most unique delivery of like any contemporary. It death sounds metal like he's melting. It. I love it. Yeah. And it suits the music really yeah. well. Yeah. It cuts through the riffs really well. And like I said, there and there's plenty of just like straight up obituary in this mm -hmm. too. It's not it's not complicated or complex death metal. It is very much meat and potatoes, but it's not dumb either. It's not knuckle dragging. It's not slamming death metal. It's fucking riff after incredible riff. But it's, like I said, it's a so fucking softball pitch, dude. If yeah. you like the classic just t-shirt bands, this is an, a really good one of the better entry points to contemporary death metal because you don't need to know anything. You just have to like riffs. Right. It's heavy, but it still has flourishes of melody. The structure is very well constructed, you know. Do you like a death metal band? Right, then you will like this. Yes. Exactly, for sure. I love this fucking record. I love this band. Uh, I, I need and uh, am requesting now that more cool guy punk and hardcore folks who, who wear the shirts... Uh, get hip to this band. Put, book them in your city. They're really fucking good. Uh, all right, what do you got next? Uh, so sticking with the metal band, um, uh, Sepulchral Rift. Oh, shit, yeah. The new, new Sepulchral Rift record is very fucking good. Yeah. Uh, the one that came out this year yep. came out back in, in May. So I was looking back, like, I didn't want to... I didn't want to have everything that came out like that's at the front of my mind that sure. came out like in the past three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, yeah, I went back and it was like, oh, yeah, this did fucking rip. Yeah, I don't think we did have this on the show, though. No, we didn't, but it's really fucking good. Yeah. Um, this The songs on here tend to be on the long side. They're long. Yeah. And there's one standout, very short song. Yeah. So let's just go with Deathless Shroud, which is the second. It's it's the, uh, the penultimate track on this record. Yeah. And uh, it's got a reasonable playtime. For sure. And it fucking destroys. It does. All right.
good, huh? There you go. Very, very fucking good, man. Very good. You also can't... We discovered you can't purchase this. Right. So it was already rather absurdly going to be limited to 50 digipack CDs, but the label that was going to put it out doesn't exist anymore right. and canceled the release. Right. So an already fairly absurd physical release that is serving God knows who isn't happening anymore so right now you can just hear this on the internet seems uh, that way we, we may or may not try at least send out a diplomatic email and see if we can see if we can uh bridge the rift i, I think we will be rebuked by the void we may but i'm gonna give it a shot nonetheless see if we can't bring this to to at it's, least the u.s on a on a listenable format yeah because it's really fucking good it's very very good man very good and this is a rare instance where somebody is uh, advertising something as a full length and six songs is actually getting the job done because you're getting probably you're getting about 45 minutes of music here yeah you're getting this is a full length despite the the short track list right um and the songs although they run long as long as you're in for minute after minute of oppressive dissonance you're 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 gonna be happy with this, this. is not shit that you snack on right no you do not we, snack we say on this. this all this yeah, all the time for right? sure metal of this sort right yeah the, obscene uh-huh. You could snack you can on snack on that for you sure. You can snack on obscene. There are certain records you just don't snack on. You're you're in for a penny, in for a pound. You're not snacking on a portal record. Yeah, right. There are plenty, and it doesn't just apply to metal. But like earlier today, for example, I got the urge to listen to Kiss It Goodbye. Yeah, and no, you you can't. And I wasn't like at first. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna listen to a track. No, and then I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna listen to the whole, whole fucking. Record, I'm gonna listen right? to the whole because fucking record. It, what track does it open up with? Is it with Man Thing? No, Man Thing is right like, before Sick Day. Um, it opens up with Helvetica. Helvetica. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's banger after banger. It's banger after banger. Man yeah. thing, you're like, God damn, does it get any better than that? And then, and then sick, sick day. Bang, <laughs> yes, like, yeah, for sure. It actually does get better than man thing. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure. And this is a brand uh, This is a brand of metal where, like I said, you're in for a penny, in for a pound. You're fucking, you put this on, be ready to just sit down, absorb it, give it 45 minutes to Swirling, atmospheric. Yeah. I guess... Death spell, sort of black, yeah, sure. death metal. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yep, for sure. Yeah. Amorphous, yeah, ever kind of shifting and cosmic. changing around you. Cosmic, yes. This is cosmic metal for sure. Yes. Um, all right, let's uh, let's take it back to something decidedly far more rudimentary, but nonetheless, I would say equally satisfying. Uh, another another project involving buddies, people that we've known for a long time, namely our good friend Joe uh, Hellregal with Devil Trip. They put out a demo a couple of years ago, uh, poorly timed, like literally the month before the pandemic. And I think we saw their first show, maybe, mm -hmm. with Maneaters down mm -hmm. in Indianapolis. That was the first show I'd seen after the pandemic. It was one of the first, if not the first show for yeah. me, too. And they were great. We played the release show for this tape um, like, what, two months ago, something like that now, mm -hmm. maybe a month and a half. I really, really liked this tape. Uh, super basic, like, ripping, not really motor-charged, but definitely at the same time wouldn't exist without Motorhead and Venom, you know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. It's hard rock that has a decidedly punk edge and just a touch of hardcore punk in there, too. Yeah, it leans heavy into the new wave. For sure, yeah. Of... of British heavy metal. Yep, for sure. There, I mean, it is a riff heavy record. Um, if you know Joe, you know what he likes, and the dude is uh, the dude is a riff. He's a riff writing master, man. He's a riff extraordinaire. So last night, as we were celebrating New Year by watching Dio, yeah, Sacred Heart tour, Philly, nineteen eighty six. Yeah, I texted Joe. Yes, 
and about it. Sure. And he said, we need a new era of guitar gods. Sure. Right? He had been watching Dio that night as well. Yeah, exactly. Fucking synchronicity, baby. Yeah. So there, speaking of being a, a fucking guitar god and a riff master, one riff on this record in particular, and there are plenty of them, so um, it's, I don't say this lightly, the main riff from the song Night Court, I hum it almost every day. It's so fucking good. Every it's time good I see... Too. Huh? It's a good show. Too. <laughs> it is a good show. Every time that I see this band and they play that riff, I want to fucking clear the floor. I want to kill people to it. So we are going to listen to the song Night Court by the band Hell Regal from Indianapolis off of their cassette Devil Trip. That riff, dude. That riff just gets my blood pumping. Do you like rock and roll? Yeah, exactly. I think the thing I really like about this band, and I think where where the hardcore punk influence really rears its head, is that you're getting a classic hard rock song formatted for the hardcore attention span. You're getting these in like two-ish minute bites. And it works really well. They fit a lot into it. Joe fucking shreds. The riffs are great. Josh's vocal delivery is good. Everything is fucking tight. It's recorded really well. It was mastered by our buddy Jeff, who does the Project AIDS. Well, and, and the other thing, too, is, um, you know, the vocal delivery is definitely more, um, we'll say, working man. Yes, it's very working man, for than, sure. Than, than uh, you know, an actual metal band or rock and roll band. Yeah, but but not, yes, yeah, for sure. But still, like... In the in the vicinity. Oh, it works. I'm not. It's you know not, what I mean? it's, I'm just saying that that to me ties it to the hardcore. For sure. Yeah, too. absolutely. The the artwork by Nikki Rat looks fucking excellent. Yeah, the artwork is. Sick. I love the way this tape looks. Like sitting in my sitting in my cassette uh, pile. Yeah, man, this shit fucking rules. I love this tape. 
I think it's I think it's probably long gone, but you can check uh, you can check the the distro. Uh, there might be a couple there might be a couple copies left online. If so, pick it up. It's like uh, eight bucks or something like that, and it's well worth having. You get eight songs, so dollar a song. I mean, hey. you can't beat that. And it was mastered by Jeff Montgomery. Mastered by Jeff. You know what I mean? Full circle, baby. Friends, friends doing things for friends. Uh, if you get a chance to, s- I don't think this band plays a ton. Just because they're all grown ups with like grown up jobs, factory jobs, FedEx jobs. Working on et working on the factory floor. That's right. Slaughterhouse floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Right? But if you get a chance to see them, if they come near you, I know they did like a little weekender with the the like minded man eaters. Um, you know, if they come close to you, go see them when you can. They're really fucking good live too. Yeah. All right. What uh what do you got next? Next up, another album that I really liked. We actually had this band on the show maybe last year or early this year. Okay. Um it must have been last year. Anyway, um, but we didn't have the, this full length on. Uh the new the new the full length by Vorlust. Oh yeah, yeah. We did have them on the show. Well, yeah, maybe yeah. a couple years ago. Yeah, it was a grip ago for sure. Yeah. I think it I think it was last year. I was it was it during a uh was it during a hell week? Like our first hell week maybe? I think it was. Yeah. And so last year. I immediately like was all in on everything about this band. Yeah, we had uh we had just the one track, right? Tormenta, mm-hmm. which ended up uh coming out on the the full length that they dropped this year, like the right. flesh. Right. And so the rest of the album is fucking sick. Yeah, it's good, man. So I figured that uh just come back and revisit this. For sure. And uh check out uh Venomous Scent, which is the second track in this album. All right.
a banger. Yeah. Venomous Scent by Vorlust off Lick the Flesh. I think also, so Cunis, a.k.a. Marcella Marais, Marais mm-hmm. I think she, uh, according to this, she writes all of this stuff as well. Yeah. So it might be kind of a solo project that has a full band so that they can play live and perform everything in the studio more easily. But I think this is essentially the brainchild of just like the vocalist slash bassist of this band. Yeah. The art is fucking sick. Everything about this band is fucking sick. Like yeah. it's take on like the imagery. Yeah. And and just sort of like it's unapologetic sort of like stance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yes. As you pointed out when we were talking about it when we were listening to it, the sort of like the role reversal in the imagery. It's like kind of classic 80s slasher art, but from like a female perspective. Yeah. Um also when the fucking like after the intro of that song, when the gallop first kicks in. I know that gets me. It's fucking really going, good. This yeah. record's really good. It's fucking crazy. If Bandcamp is any indicator, there are only twenty-two people that have supported this record since it came out in July. Yeah, for sure. And like, so you're buying the cassette directly from Bandcamp too. So that means on the Bandcamp, twenty-two people have purchased this cassette, which is psychotic, right? Um, and I'm not one of them, so I'm part of the problem. Yeah, I probably will be after tonight. I got a little, got a little Christmas money. I throw, throw it at one of these cassettes. Yeah, this also came out on. I, th- I think did this come out on Transylvania Recordings? Uh, potentially, I, I couldn't. Tell I you think off the Transylvania top of my head. put out the other stuff. Yes, it's okay. on Transylvania Recordings. Okay, so hopefully there are. Hopefully there are more on. Trans- there there on are there. more that were sold uh, through uh, the let actual. Let me check that. The actual uh, like. Yes, there are way more. Can. Never mind. Okay, so good. on the actual band page, there are there are hundreds. Okay, thank God. Good. Because I was well, going to say this is really crazy, this is really, really fucking, fucking good. good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and like even obscene, who I was like kind of low rating in terms of just like man you know not that many people are talking about this they're still on just their band page like well over 100 people that have purchased this yeah. lp directly from them like we've commented on this show before metal folks put their money where their mouth is a lot more than hardcore people they're yeah. like they will flock to the internet to purchase whatever the new release is uh, a lot this this record has sort of been like my launch pad for like when I just go down a fucking like death metal rabbit hole or a thrash rabbit hole, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just like put this record on first and then just whatever comes up next. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's really, really good. Um, another one that I would love to see experience a little bit more crossover with the with the newly hungry punk and hardcore crowd that is ready for death metal in their lives. This is really fucking good. Whole record rocks. So to close out my little my little segment of metal on the show tonight, there's so much more that I could have selected. Is this just going to be a metal episode? I don't think so. We we haven't actually been going that long. We're like we're at like half the length of a normal episode right now. So we got plenty okay. of time to fit more stuff in here. Um, so it's Mutilatred, Determined to Rot from Toledo, Ohio. Also, a couple buddies playing this band, dudes I've known for a long time from other bands. Um, this is slamming death metal at its best. It's not slam. It's slamming death metal in the in the lineage of you know suffocation. Um, it's really fucking good. I've used the terms oppressive and dissonant a couple of times tonight to describe some of the, the the metal that we've listened to. This record is also that surprisingly dissonant for like a slamming death metal record. There's a lot of uh, just like swirling dissonant chords on this. It's really good. It's an uncomfortable listen in a way that I like. It's not, even though it is fucking heavy and brutal, it's not going for the cheap thrills. It's not going for the cheap breakdowns. It is, it's a tough listen. (laughs) Like it's, it's not one. This is another one where like, 
I don't really think you go to this to have a little snack. This is best experienced uh, in its entirety. So let's listen to... Let's listen to Sicken to Death. That is a that is a fucking that's a banger of a track and I think kind of displays everything that they do on this record. So we're going to listen to Sicken to Death by Mutilatriot off of Determined to Rot. <laughs> Sickened to Death by Mutilatred off and Determined to Rot. This is a band who we often talk about death metal songs abridged. This mm-hmm. abridges the death metal song like runtime, but it does it to great effect. Yeah. Um, it, it, they fit a lot into short runtimes. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking good. Like I said, it doesn't, it's fucking heavy and it's slammy, but it, it's not going for the like, it's not obvious and it's dense. It's not easily it's not easily digestible slam. It's not afraid to blast. It's not afraid to be fast. And it's not just going for like bullshit gravity blast parts to propel you to the next slam. Yeah. The riffs on the fast parts are meaty, good, well put together, well thought out riffs. It's a really good record. In terms of like I say newer, this band has been around for like a decade. But uh, and on that note, they were way ahead of a lot of the less sort of like hardcore folks playing death metal than you know most people were. There's a lot of stuff coming out of Ohio right now uh, that is like you know it's certainly seen rightfully so as uh, a breeding ground for contemporary death metal, and there's a, several bands that are rather hyped out of there. For my money, Mutilatred is the one. I've seen this band live quite a few times. 
They're really fucking good live. I think this record is head and shoulders above most of their contemporaries doing similar stuff. Um, it's really, really good. They get better with each release. Uh, there's no backsliding every release. They kind of hone their chops. They try new things. It's a great fucking record. Great band. Yeah. And, um, but they're also not, <laughs> they're also not lying what they're all about. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. They're not lying what they're all about here. Yeah. 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 Which, which is the chunky slam. Yeah. 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 For sure. Right. They just do it so much more tastefully. Right. And, right. and, and even if like these are folks who have, roots in punk and hardcore music they've been doing this long enough that it doesn't sound it doesn't sound easily spottable in that way where no, 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 you yeah. hear a band where it's clear that like dudes came from deathcore or right. beatdown or something and they're like oh wait they 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 suddenly learned the thing that most people have known for years which is like oh wait Death metal is like the actually hard form of music yes. that I want to be playing, yes. but they still carry over sort of like hardcore sensibilities into it, and they can't quite figure out how to put together like a compelling song. And the usually the breakdowns are like a little bit off, like rhythmically they're still retaining like too too many hardcore sensibilities. At this point, these dudes have been honing this craft for the better part of a decade, and they're playing. Death metal that certainly would appeal to a meat-headed hardcore dude, but is like squarely death metal. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, but it, but it is, it is bluntly artless. Yes, like, it is bluntly artless. I yes. love the song titles. Everyone's doing shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Veins kind of clogged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Sure, yeah. The song that the, track eleven. Yeah, is the next track after shitted. Death. Shitted parenthetically <laughs> out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Shitted. Out. Yeah, 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 for sure. I love this record. It rules. You're right. It is blatantly artless in a way that I really, really enjoy. It rocks. Yeah. Everybody should like it. Yeah. All right. What do you got? Uh, next up. Um, so this is what this is definitely um, recency bias. What have you done for me lately? Okay. This literally dropped on Friday. Okay. And on the thirtieth. Uh huh. And I have listened to it like ten times. Okay. Uh, the new Abysmal Lord. Oh, I haven't listened to this yet. It's very fucking good. Yeah, yeah, I'm I don't sure know if it it's like recap of like the things that stuck out to us in 2022 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, I I have had this basically on repeat. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we're gonna listen to Satanic Return, which is the second track on this album. Sick.
you go. Satanic Return by Abysmal Lord off Bestiary of Immortal Hunger. Yeah, I hadn't gotten a chance to listen to this yet, and I'm obviously going to. It's so fucking good. It's so, it's so, it is, this, I think, uh, this might be my favorite sound. It's so good, dude. I, I, don't, so I, good. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like when I think about sounds. Sure, right? yeah, yeah. This is one of them. It's up there for me, for sure. Uh, I I fucking love I, I love this fucking record. Um, so, and yeah, I, I, it's only been out since fucking Friday. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, the production is better in this one than their previous releases. Yeah. Which I think really helps it a bit. For sure, yeah. I mean, this band fucking ruled anyway, but like, I think it, it really took a step forward with some of the production on this, and it's just, it's so fucking good. At times, it feels like it's just going to completely fall apart. Yeah. The, uh, the guitar tone is so good on this too. It's like a, a broken speaker. It yeah, doesn't. Sound I know correct, everything you know? about this is yeah. horrible. Yeah, it's it's so good. This is this is perfectly executed sunglasses and bullet belt metal. You know what I mean? It makes me wish that. It makes me wish all this shit was real. Yeah, of course. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, you know, sure, yeah. we can listen. You can listen to like Concrete Winds or whatever. Sure, yeah. That's fucking sick and everything. Or you know, like um, some of the other bands. You know of this of this ilk, sure, right? Yeah. There's a lot of bands doing this right now. Yeah. You mentioned yeah. how Antichrist Siege Machine, Bestial, yeah. sort of like Ross Bay, sort of worship is oddly popular. Sure, yeah, right. Um, but man, this is like this is so top notch. Yeah, and it just this particular record. I was thinking about this earlier today while I was listening to it. Like, God, I wish these guys were fucking real. Yeah. Like I wish there were two dudes in New Orleans somewhere in like a bayou, yeah, that completely evaded like public scrutiny, yeah, yeah, yeah. and capture, right, and were an utter fucking menace, yeah, 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 same, right, dude, like for if sure, you, if yeah. you went out into the bayous at night, yeah, and you heard, you saw like a red glow on the horizon through the trees, you heard the sound, and you heard this, yeah, like think about playing Red Dead Redemption two, right, 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 yeah, you're down in you're 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 down in the bayous, right, yeah. And you're like, you, you go to camp and you look out your tent and you see a red glow. Yeah. Oh, it ain't those fucking hillbillies, man. <laughs> That's those fucking abysmal lord dudes. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, man, that would be so cool, man. Like, I don't know, man. I I, I hate to think of the two, the two dudes in this band as actual people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want them to be folk figures. Yes. For sure. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, this this uh, the, this ruled. Uh, I mean, I expected I, I expected as much because I really liked the last last thing that they put out. Uh, I will I will spend time with this this week for sure. Um, okay, so for for me at least, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on from metal. I'm gonna listen to some stuff that is nonetheless kind of metal adjacent at least. Uh, the new Mastermind record, The Master's Orders. Um, you know, this came out in quality control, so it's not like people don't know about this. But I've seen less people talking about this than I would hope for. And one thing, so th this this made my list, shit, what, like my year-end wrap-up, like two years ago, I want to say? Like the, the fucking promo tape for mm -hmm. this LP came out two years ago. So if you ever had any doubts about how, how long record labels are waiting for fucking LPs to get pressed, that's how long. Um, so this record rules. And one thing that I love about this band, and I talked about it, I think, when, when we talked about the promo cassette a couple years ago, is that they do late... 80s New York demo core stuff but they don't pick and choose 
the the quote unquote cool parts, mm-hmm. it's fucking warts and all. In the sense that, like, for example, if you go back and listen to like Rest in Pieces, that shit is stupid. And I don't mean stupid like knuckle dragging. I mean like it sounds dumb. There are moments of it that sound like fucking circus music. It's stupid. They don't know what the fuck they are doing. (laughs) And they sometimes stumble into fucking rock hard riffs. And sometimes they stumble into fucking like clown car chase scene riffs. And this record and this band embrace that goofiness in a way that isn't quite as over the top as a band like Gasm. It's not quite as sort of clearly kind of both loving and lampooning the thing, but nonetheless aren't afraid to write a riff that you're like, wow, that's the worst thing I've ever heard, but it rocks. And then also rip a genuinely impressive solo. And something else I should note about this record is that if you A, B, the versions of the songs on the promo that appear on this LP, they are not only recorded worse on the LP than on the promo tape in terms of like sheer quality, but they're performed worse too, which fucking rules. They're like a, a promo for an LP that took two years to come out and you're getting what are technically inferior versions of the songs yeah. on the promo. Everything about it fucking rules, dude. I love this record. So uh, speaking of songs with stupid ass and wonderful riffs, um, let's listen to the song Old Hat. So we're going to hear Old Hat by Mastermind off of the Master's Orders.
Yeah, man. If you don't like that, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. So I, I love how it opens up with this fucking bona fide ripper, hard ass riff. And then it goes into a riff that if Josh or Brandon or I brought it to practice, <laughs> every one of us would be like, what are you doing? Yeah. That it's so fucking stupid. It's so stupid. But I love it. I love it so much. It revels in it. Yeah, it revels in it. The vocal doubling is like not tight, which helps. It's almost like a rap record where he's like doing his own ad libs. It's it's great. He's going for it vocally. There's like moments of John Joseph on this. There's moments of like, there's definitely sheer terror energy in this. And to that end too, where bands like Sheer Terror were super, as I mentioned on a recent episode, super influenced by shit like Hellhammer and Celtic Frost, the amateurishness of this evokes some of that like early metal shit too, and like how fun that like early crossover stuff is and was. And uh, I just think this this band like gets it all right. It's both good and deeply retarded yeah it's great i love it the artwork yeah dude the artwork again like well, at first, first glance the, it's like whoa this is awesome also wow fucking stupid it is you know yeah, yeah like first off the name of the band mastermind mastermind yeah right sure yeah right <laughs> right but leaning into that with an actual like with the artwork and the theme right. the visual themes of an actual evil master right yes yeah for sure right yeah yeah, yeah. like dude the skull tank with the, the fucking like, like the nose. mdc skull tank yeah yeah yeah, dude right why don't they make tanks like that indeed why don't they well imagine that coming at you i know <laughs> you know like do whatever you gotta do to make it armored and shit yeah sure but make it look like a giant skull yeah why yeah. not right for there's sure. no dignity in what you're doing with the machine no matter what you do with it right Make it look like a horrific skull. Absolutely. Why not? Right. So, yeah, man, a lot of people that listen to this show probably already hip to this. If not, go listen to the record. Go buy the record. There's still copies available. It fucking rules. Um, all right. What do you got? All right. So I want to revisit that Payasa stuff. Oh, okay. Sure. I've yeah. listened to that a bunch yeah. since we heard it. Yeah. We didn't hear it that long ago. No, like no. Back in November, maybe. Yeah, I want to say so. Yeah. Maybe late October. These three songs, though, have been in my fucking head since. Yeah. And I don't think we actually did it right uh -huh. by listening to the first track on this okay like all three songs are good and the more i listen to it the more i like this band i think i like this band more than i should you're gonna go for the third song the third song is really fucking yeah the third good. song's good man and so similarly to mastermind yeah which are going for it and all in on uh, i guess i don't want to say amateur not amateurish not, not not stupidness but just all in and unabashed in what they're doing yeah 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 that's what I love about this fucking band. For sure. And so uh, The Haunting of Bird Street yeah. is a fucking banger. And this is the track we should have listened to. Yeah, I agree. On the weekly show. And I wanted to revisit because, dude, I've I, I, I hope to God this band doesn't fucking die. Yes. And they put out a proper release. Yeah, me too. So. What an excellent day for an exorcism.
so fucking it's cool, really man. fucking good dude. yeah this man's so cool uh it, it this it doesn't lean into like this is not leaning heavy into like a 90s metallic hardcore sound right but this makes me feel exactly the same way that i felt like the first time i saw ascension play sure yeah yeah yeah. i get that 100 percent. yes yeah 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 this this has even though the sound is more contemporary the energy is very nineties. It's got it's got like the fucking like sacrilegious sort of imagery and 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 bend in the lyrics. Yeah, you know she's saying something here. Sure, there's a fucking story to these lyrics that comes from somewhere. Yes, you know she's not just riffing on like you know let me let me just think of the wickedest shit I can think of. Right, for sure. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's so fucking sick. And those like those. Those fucking like crunchy chuggy parts. They're really good. I, I want to hear that with the the beefiest fucking beatdown production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree one hundred percent. Right. I also love how like atypical her vocals are. Yeah. And like it it works really well over the top of this stuff. It sounds really nineties to me. Yeah, I would agree. That's another thing that puts this in in a nineties category for me, is that the vocals are like they're not Again, if you, I mean, the music would be good regardless, but if you had a dude just rah, 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 over the top of this, I'd be work. like, fuck, nope. man. Nope. It's not the same. Nope. You know, I, I would be fun. like, oh, these are wasted riffs. Yep. You know, um, I think she really elevates this band quite a lot. Yeah. Also, I love the brief moment of like Tim Burton mode activate. For I know. Just a I know. Second. That's what I mean. <laughs> like know? every track has that. This, yeah. When we listened to it the first time, and I was like, 
man, this band is ambitious. Yeah. And that's kind of what I meant. Like, they're not afraid to fucking revel yeah. in, like, going for it. Yeah. And, like, just being all in on it. Yep, for sure. Right? Like, mastermind. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, no, this stuff rocks, man. I really like this stuff a lot. I really want to get this band to Fort Wayne this year. I'll probably reach out to them this week. Um, I think they've recently played Springfield. Speaking of which, Dumb Records in Springfield, Illinois. Um, I see a bunch of videos and footage from shows there, and they look fucking awesome. So if you're routing, if you're a band routing through the Midwest, stop in Fort Wayne, the Bug House, also stop in Springfield, which seems to have an unbelievable, th unbelievably thriving uh, and young hardcore scene with like, young folks doing cool shit um and i just saw this this band played there like very recently and the show looked really fucking cool so yeah um okay cool let's uh let's get in let's get into some straight up hardcore here let's listen to the re repeat offender promo this fucking rocks a lot of people like this already um we may or may not have listened to summary execution on the show um last year i can't remember i'm sure i it, think we did it was at the very least set our way i really like this band a whole lot um that said i think this promo is the best stuff that they've done so far and i'm really really excited to hear hopefully a full length from the, them next year because this is two songs and then a poison idea cover um uh, i want to say let's see what song do i want to listen to I think the first song on here, Nobody's Fool. It's a fucking banger. The Pure Hate cover is really good, and the other original on here is also really good, but I think Nobody's Fool is the track. So we're going to listen to Nobody's Fool by Repeat Offender off of their promo. Nobody's Fool by Repeat, repeat Offender off their promo. 
for my money, other than Strong Boys, this is a band doing 86 mentality the best that I've heard it in a long time. Uh, some straight up 86 mentality riffs in there. Um, but also, I think juxtaposed with kind of more contemporary stuff that's pulling from like like the second riff the kind of i don't know what do you what do you want to call it like the pre-chorus in this song or whatever is a little bit more in the vein of like subtly d-beat influence kind of blown out hardcore that's popular right now too this makes sense right next to armor or protocol or ideation or electric chair or you know take your pick this is straight up burly meat and potatoes hardcore and for my money one of the best bands doing it right now. I, yeah. I fucking love this tape, and I'm really, really excited to get an LP out of this band. Yeah. If you like tough, stompy hardcore, yeah, you know, sure. Yeah, there's not a lot to say about this. I just think that this is this is a band doing um, in a really exemplary example. A really, a really exemplary example. A really exemplary version of this particular style yeah. of straight-up hardcore. Yeah, in, in, a, in, a, in a big sea, in an ocean of this shit. Yes, in an ocean of this shit. Right, exactly. Yeah. I think this is like... This is this is kind of like this is the alpha male. Mm-hmm. This is the head of the pack, baby. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you got? Uh, next up, I have Abuse, the Forsdale oh, sessions. Fuck yeah, man! Hell yeah, it's really good. Yep. Um, so this is, I believe, just the second full-on release by Abuse. Yeah, I think so. Um, we really like the seven-inch. We did. Um, that was on the show. Went and checked it out live fucking sick live super good live yeah. super good live this tape came out just uh, a couple months ago in october yep it's on uh rotten apple records and uh yeah it's seven new fucking tracks for sure so uh yeah we'll listen to uh right now and not later go
now and not later by Abby Ooze off Forestdale Sessions. Uh, a nice, a nice, sick, fucking garagey lo-fi rendition of Shangri-La's track, which is like pretty. It's like apt to describe like what's going on here in general. It's yeah. it's right in the write up. You know, it says Joan Jett, Ramon style pogo yeah. punker stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's yeah. that's what's going on here. Yeah, and so the co- the cover right in the middle makes sense. Yeah, it sounds fucking great. She does a great job on it. So yeah, for sure. This uh, this stuff rocks. I mean, it's not for. I'm sure there are plenty of people in our listenership that are annoyed by how much we like stuff that sounds like this. Oh, well, I'm annoyed by everyone. Yes, yeah, for sure. But I love I love this shit. I am a, I'm a sucker for basic as it gets three or four song pogo punk shit. You yeah. know, I love it. It rules. It was how I learned to play guitar. It's what I cut my teeth on. Uh, this is a version of it that I enjoy a whole lot. I like that it's lo-fi. I like that she did everything herself. I like that it's amateurish and amateurish in a very endearing way. And one thing I always like too is a juxtaposition between like musicianship and songwriting, where musicianship is like maybe not is certainly not at virtuoso level, but the songwriting is really good. And right. I always like attention between those two things. Like clearly she's not, and you can tell on this record, like she's not a drummer, but she's playing the drums on this and she's getting the job done and she is a superior songwriter. So I think the tension between those two things just creates something that is kind of like, it, it, it's ever it's an evergreen sound to my ears. I always like hearing shit like this. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's a very earnest yeah thing for sure yeah and it's for real man like fucking sick live yeah you know yeah yep for sure okay um I'm gonna hit you with some more I'm gonna hit you with some more hardcore more hardcore reality straight from the streets uh Rob Reed with Universal Paranoia we were an early an early proponent of Rob Reed Rob on Reed. the show probably one of the first bands we heard on the show. I, I, Pretty early on, I, I would say that this is this is probably what forged our uh, our fruitful, our ever fruitful, and uh, might we say lucrative, lucrative, <laughs> lucrative relationship with Adam over at Convulse Records. Um, Rob Reed were one of the first bands to like send us send us swag, send us records and T-shirts and stickers in the mail and stuff as well. I've liked this band since then. Uh, I saw them at uh, the Convulse Fest last year in October, and they fucking ripped live. And uh, I've seen a fair amount of people big up in this LP, but I think it deserves a little bit more shine than it's gotten. We're in a very, very, very good time for fucking hardcore and punk music, so it's easy to mix stuff that on any other year would be like a shoe in for most people's top 10 list. This is just like, it came out in a year of great shit. So I want to big up it a little bit. Um, let's listen to well, one right in the middle. Uh, we're going to listen to the song damnation off of uh, universal paranoia. <laughs> Show me through this Call to the way for 
heard Damnation by Rob Reed off of Universal Paranoia. One thing I like about this record a lot is that, you know, it opens and closes with more sort of New York hardcore demo core style stuff in the vein of, you know, Breakdown and Raw Deal. But then the meat of the song goes in a different direction. And I think that they fuse a few worlds here really effectively. There's kind of pieces of that electric chair armor style straight up kind of contemporary hardcore in here there's also little moments that feel a little bit more international with some japanese and scandy leads just tastefully sprinkled in here and there um it goes fast a lot of the time but where other bands that are playing maybe a more traditional sort of meat and potatoes hardcore might go into your typical four on the floor uh like tom side to side part they go into groovier parts at some moments, kind of reminiscent of like the rival mob on this record for sure. Uh, I just like this record a lot. I think it's cool. It's not doing one exact thing that is super popular right now. It is an amalgamation of various styles of hardcore that I like put in a blender and delivered really effectively. And uh, I think if more people hear this, uh, they will nearly universally agree it's just straight up great hardcore record and it's a great hardcore LP which is notable it's 12 songs you're getting your money out of this the last song is long as shit obviously but even if you cut off like you know 10 minutes on that song like you're still getting a proper like 20 minute hardcore LP mm -hmm. which is a good run time for a, for a hardcore record and they fill out the space really really well mm hmm it's a good fucking record. Yeah, solid, solid release. Yep. All right, what do you got? Uh, next up, I'm going to switch gears quite a bit. Okay. And go to a release that came out on the Treaty Records. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't have a deep background in like dance and house and stuff like that. Sure. But the Treaty puts out a, a good variety of stuff that uh, I don't think I, I need to like know the history of that much. Sure. Yeah. Right. And so like I discovered the surfs and the treaty. Yeah. I discovered, well, the, the treaty put out the, um, Jesus, what is the, one of the, one, one of the, uh, with their biggest releases that got picked up by sacred bones. Um, um, uh, got picked up by, by uh, um, um, sacred two years bones. ago. Everybody went fucking nuts for it. Molchat Doma. Oh, Molchat Doma, sure. Right, yeah, they yeah, put yeah. out Molchat Doma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they put out a lot of stuff that's like Cold Wave and Synth and Dance and stuff like that. And yeah. I check in on the treaty once in a while and see what's up. It's good music to like just kind of put on and fucking drive or do whatever to. Yeah, for sure. And uh, they put out a release by... Um, they put out a release by a project called Venom Vampires. Okay. Luxury and Deceit. Okay. Man, I've listened to this quite a bit. It's really <laughs> fucking good. Just sort of like... I was playing uh, the Bard's Tale. Uh -huh. Just put on like an old CRPG. Yeah. Just listen to this because you're reading all the text anyway. Sure. Just drive. Just do something to it. This fucking stood out. And the song sure. we're going to listen to is Super Science and Sorcery. Okay. Uh, very fucking good. Cool.
Yeah, so the treaty introduced me to filmmaker. I pretty much am a sucker for anything that that project puts out. Yeah, listening to filmmaker, this came on. Yeah, 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 for sure. This this really rules. I like this a lot. It's got the fucking. I, I believe that super science and th- sorcery is like from Thundar. Okay, sure. Thundar the barbarian or yeah, something. Yeah yeah, 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 man. This rules. This is uh, this is right up my alley for sure. It's in that uh, that middle ground between like. Cold wave, dark wave, post-punky stuff, and, like, EBM shit or IBM stuff that I really like a lot, um, or IDM, rather, stuff that I li- like a lot. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably put this on this week and do exactly what you suggested because I walked in and was like, oh, shit, are you playing Bard still? Because I had been thinking about doing precisely that, so I might put this on in the background and maybe spend a little time with that. I, I was listening to Abysmal Lord while I was playing that. Oh, right on. Sure. No, like yeah. it's perfect for that. It's just, uh, and I don't know enough about like all the different variants of this sort of yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, telling me the difference is, is this Acid House versus something else. I don't know. You might as well. How about if I tell you that this is like a Scandinavian grind versus yeah. you know. Japanese. Right, right, sure, yeah. I think the good thing about this kind of stuff is that it's fully accessible to the uninitiated. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it it, it, it strikes a, a very primitive chord in your brain. Yes, for sure. Yeah. You can put it on and enjoy it and not have to know nearly anything about it or its history. Yeah, and I like versions of this that hit hard. Yeah, 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 for you know? sure. Agreed. And, uh, yeah, this, this fucking did it. So the treaty regularly cranks out stuff that I like. For sure. So let's listen to something that... Everybody likes, 
Um, and if you don't, you're a fool, and you should. Poison Ruin, not today, not tomorrow. We only got three new songs from Poison Ruin this year, but I will take them. I'll take what I can get. This is a band who we often talk about how almost everything is well-tread in 2022, now 2023. Mm -hmm. Poison Ruin is doing their own thing, man. There are plenty of elements on display here that are readily recognizable that come from easily identifiable lineages musical lineages but i don't think ever before have they been constructed and put together in this particular way you have dungeon synth which is well-tread ground you also have i don't know chivalrous peasant oi in the vein of like the Templars and obvious sort of uh, French stuff, both contemporary and classic. There's plenty of similarities to a project like Condor with this. There's it's there's a grandeur to it. But there is a grandeur to it, an unbelievable grandeur to it. When I listen to this stuff, I want to charge onto the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And on that note, you get you get sort of a celebration of like english and like pan-european style medieval history that is usually only tread upon in like sketchy (laughs) sketchy circles but is done here in a very different way right and so you get this there there are also elements at play and we'll hear it like at the end of this song that traditionally have been the territory almost exclusively of metal like there's just so much going on with this band and all of it is fucking good. And there's also post punk in here. And most importantly, the riffs are unfucking believable. <laughs> They're so good. Like the dude who is the mastermind of this project, I I will I will hang from his nuts until the day that I die because this dude just crafts this dude can craft a song unlike most songs that I've heard, and within them riffs that are so unbelievably memorable and catchy and instantly arresting. This is Poison Ruin might be my favorite contemporary band, period. You said that last year. I love this and, fucking and la- band. And last year's roundup, you, you, yeah. you said the same thing. I love this fucking band. I cannot get enough of this. Band. I thought you were going to cry when you were talking about this band. It's so year. fucking good, dude. Well, I it's I think the thing that I like so much about this band is that it it is easy, even though we both enjoy a lot of music, and we enjoy music, I would say, more than maybe an average person does, mm-hmm. uh, it's still easy for me to feel jaded and feel like I've heard it all. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, there have been several releases on here that I love, but I'm like, yeah, it's real good. You've heard it before. Sure, you know sure, what I mean? It's, sure. Whereas this is just something that makes me feel 14 again, where I'm like, damn, dude, I haven't ever heard anything like this before. Right. That's fucking cool. Right. So let's get into it. We'll let the music speak for itself. We're going to listen to the title track, Not Today, Not Tomorrow, by Poison Ruin. Thank you. 
suit me up. Send me into battle. Yeah. I'm it's ready. So, it's so on the nose. Yeah. It's so fucking good. It's so good, man. I, I, I honestly don't know how he manages to capture the essence of the peasantry. That's what I was going to say. Dude, it's the thing. One of the many captivating things about this band for me is that even though it's a fully contemporary form in every sense, when I am listening to it, I am, I am transported to the fallow fields of 1435 right. in, the, in the UK. Right. It's really strange. And there are moments, like at the end, where he's very obviously doing a melodic callback to, like, you know, an English folk-style composition. Right. And that is a moment, like, with the dueling harmonies in there, too, which is like, man, normally this is a thing you only find in metal or in really, really dumb, like, Celtic punk that no one... <laughs> no one... What, no real... Only NPCs listen to, yes. right? So that's a really interesting. But even at in the moments where he's not sort of directly calling from, like, a folk tradition, because those moments are pretty rare... He somehow manages to just be like, yeah, this this sounds like being a peasant somehow. I'm yeah. not sure how, but yeah. he's done it. Right. That's perhaps like the most, he's done some sort of witchery. Uh -huh. I'm transported every time I listen to this. It's anachronistic in a really strange but deeply effective and affecting way. Right. And there's a lot of bands toying with the peasantry we've talked about. Sure. Yeah. The peasantry's hot right the now. The peasantry is hot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But this is the one that actually makes you feel like a peasant yeah yeah for sure throw a bowl cut on my head and yeah a fucking brown right. linen make my shirt. life make my life a never-ending hell <laughs> yeah for right? sure yes. so that i appreciate the simple shack that i managed to live in yeah with my seven kids right and my dying wife right for sure <laughs> yeah this just this makes me feel like i've spent all day toiling in the fields for me lord yeah trying trying to not catch the plague from all of my neighbors yeah <laughs> For sure. Okay. What do you got? I don't think we're going to have to split this into two parts. We're like at a little under two hours, which is not that out of the question for us. So we'll just go a little bit long and we'll have a nice... We'll just have a nice long one. Yeah, we, had, we, took, a, we a took a week off anyway. Yeah, and I got I a couple a more too. So, so all right. I'm going to add this in. Okay. Since we're talking about the peasantry. Sure. We're, we're, we're toying with the idea of synth. Sure. And dungeons in this peasantry. Yeah. I'm a, I want to listen to a track from the new Hole Dweller. I was gonna. I was gonna say. I almost brought some Hole Dweller to the like table this tonight. This is so far outside the scope of our, yeah. our our broad umbrella. Sure. Yeah. But man, it is, but it also isn't because it's like I think mostly it is people uh, who are somewhere in the punk universe that are consuming this stuff. So yeah. So Hole Dweller, if you're not familiar, yeah, is full-on fucking dungeon synth of the tolkien right. hobbit variety yeah it's a project that um i think it's from like north carolina yeah that might be correct something like that yeah uh, athens georgia athens yeah, yeah okay and it's a concept piece yeah that follows the music musically follows the adventures of a hobbit named jam wine yes right yeah I'm, i mean i'm already in it know? is it is so blatant the tale yeah. of the Hobbit. Sure, yes. It, 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 it tiptoes right up to and pisses on the line of like copyright infringement. Right. Yeah. 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 For sure. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, but it's really fucking good. It right. Is really good. So um, the Jam Wine Saga continues in 2022. Yes. With the release, another chance at peace. Uh -huh. And um, these songs are very cozy, warm, 
fanciful little ditties yeah um that are absolutely perfect for uh playing video games too or sipping sipping tea by the fire yeah this shit makes and me feel eating good eating a scone yes right? for sure yeah right it, it this is this is literally children's lullaby music yeah but it's it's really good it's really good yeah so let's sure. just listen to a new hole on bagshot row okay the name of that a new hole on bagshot row <laughs> right, yeah how this man is not is not in court right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> yeah, he sells a lot of these tapes. Too. I know. Well, the, so Dungeons Deep. Uh, I mean, uh, um, 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 yeah, Dungeons Deep Records just put out. It sold out almost immediately. Yeah, like the box set. The box set. The yeah. whole dollar box set with the with the collection of like it's a five tape set. Yeah. And I was. It was like <laughs> the announcement was going to be like on on a Friday at one p.m. Yeah. And I was like, at work, watching the clock. I'm like, oh, shit, it's 101. Right. Get on. Sold out. Yeah. It sold out so fast that within a half an hour, they were just like, you know what? We're going to do two runs because this is already gone. Right. So let's just listen to uh, the first track off of Another Chance at Peace. Okay. Um, a new hole on Bagshot Row. All right. <laughs>
know, a new hole on Bagshot Row. Right. I wish I were just, it's, I, I just watched like, well, I watched Dragon Slayer last night. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. A few days before that, I rewatched uh, the extended edition of Fellowship of the Ring, mm -hmm. and I'm going to watch the rest of them this week. So I'm already, I'm ready. I'm ready for Hole Dweller anyway. Yeah. I love this fucking project as it is. This just, man, I love it. It's so good. I love it's it. absurd. It is absurd, isn't it? And it's, I, I was talking about the anachronism present in Poison Ruin. Interesting to how, like, an entire, like, because we're cross-generational here, two, two, two and a half generations of people now have learned their brains, have created a neural pathway where synth music of this variety evokes medieval times <laughs> you know yeah. computer music makes us think of medieval times right okay thanks to video games. yes thanks to video games but right. like yeah yeah for sure this is this is the but see poison ruin yeah. is the medieval times that existed right yes yes, yes living yeah. hell right yes yeah right this is the one that we imagine this is the one been. that we want to live in yeah for sure the fake one right with yes. magic, yeah. This isn't. Uh, this isn't guts strewn across the battlefield. This is well. There is but right, but we don't for we glory. Don't, we don't focus. On it. Right, we don't focus on it. And also, one thing I often think about, like that, will momentarily take me out of certain fantasy settings that I'm in, is just when there are like demonstrably there's demonstrably good and sick afterlife to go to yeah. and gods are real yeah. and people are like no he's dying and it's just like who gives a shit yeah. you know you're gonna see him again and he's going to feast in the eternal mead hall right that's fucking cool kill right. me i don't give a shit you yeah. know what i mean that'll take me out sometimes because i'm just like who cares about anybody dying right um if, yeah if i actually believed in in like valhalla yeah dude. i'd run Fucking headlong into the first goddamn spear that was pointed at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Who gives a shit, right? right? But yeah, man, I, I love this project. And I I should mention if you're if you're new to Hole Dweller, if you don't get the drops when they happen, expect to play pay inflated prices on the retail market. Inflated. Highly inflated. Like these cassettes go for a lot of fucking money. Yeah, like this cassette already goes for like twenty five bucks. Right. You know, so you're not getting the physical version of this for cheap unless you get it when it comes out. And and to be fair fair usually dungeons deep will do like a couple runs of them to make sure that people they're not creating false scarcity out here they're trying to get them to people you know what i mean but people just snatch them up so fucking quick yeah so quick yeah so yeah there there you go we went fully off the fucking deep end yes yeah we sure did <laughs> we sure did let's let's re let's re-anchor it to the ostensibly the fucking the whole thesis of our show and listen to some hardcore punk so I want to bring people's attention to this because they, like you, may not even know this I exists. I had no idea this came out. Yes, yeah, so Electric Chair has a new actual, a full-length, like a 10-song full-length that came out this year. Unfortunately, only on limited cassette because I think Iron Lung was just kind of using that as a placeholder until the LPs get here because, again, LPs are taking fucking forever. And I know being in a band right now is just a tough proposition because you either can do a cassette, which takes six weeks of turnaround time, uh, and tour on that, and then hope that you get your LP within 
10 months to a year if you're fucking lucky so it's it's a tough proposition right now if you want to release vinyl it just is what it is so i think these tapes sold out very very fast i know i wasn't able to get my hands on them and there's only one track streaming on iron lungs site but uh fellow punk threw up the entire thing on their youtube channel um so let's listen to a song off of active aggression the technically out but also kind of upcoming lp by electric chair uh, we're gonna listen to the second to last track i think this is the this band at their best they were already in the upper echelon of bands playing hardcore punk for my money but i think this like puts them right up at the top so we're gonna listen to active aggression off of act of aggression by electric chair aggression off of act of aggression by electric chair like i said i think this record is them at their best there's still the classic first wave u.s hardcore influence here but there's a lot more poison idea in this and also like they're playing their asses off on this there's they, they made it very clear on this there's no question remaining are these dudes players they fucking shred on this record like genuinely shred yeah this record fucking rules. And I, this is the first track I've heard off this. I'm going to have to listen to this tomorrow. It's the first thing I'm going to listen to. I had no idea this came out. Yeah. Um, that song, anyway, seemed a bit more thoughtfully composed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than, you know, their earlier releases, which fucking ripped. Oh, yeah. I love those records. I love those records. The, the All of the EP, I think they've done, what, three EPs or something like that? Mm -hmm. uh, two or three, and they're all really fucking good. But, yes, the this record in general, I think, is more thoughtfully composed but no less ripping um like i said there's a lot of poison idea on this record there's a lot of rock and roll on this record but uh it's not corny it's not like swaggering and self-indulgent they just there's just fucking riffs there's there, there are there are riffs out the ass on this record it's really good and like i said i imagine that you are not the only one who who missed this yeah. because straight up if like if you're not on social media or if you're not on a mailing list or anything like it would have been very easy to just not know this was out there. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, there you go. Electric chair, one of the best bands doing it. Okay. What you got? Uh, next up, 
Everybody knows this fucking record. Uh, the new ended. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Or yeah. the newish ended, right? Because yeah, it yeah. came out in July. Yeah, dude. It's so goddamn good. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is on like virtually every year end list, yes. but it it's very, very well deserved. Yeah. This this is really fucking good. Yes. Is this the best hardcore record of 2022? I don't know. A lot of people are gonna say it definitely yeah, is. Yeah, I, I would say there's a really strong argument, yeah. a really strong argument. I mean, we talked a, a, a few times I mentioned on the show tonight, like personality. Mastermind has personality. Poison Idea has personality. This band has fucking personality. Yeah. It's funny. Like, they're, like the videos are very funny. Mm -hmm. It is full of fucking swagger. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, I mean, their fucking vocalist is just like, it puts the, I mean, the music is fucking great, right. but their vocalist puts them over the top. Exactly. Over the top. Yeah. Uh, what song you want to listen to off of uh, this? New Age Slavery. Yeah, fucking bad. BCHC is like pretty much just an intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, New Age Slavery. All right. So good. When we first heard this on the show, I think both of us were like, "Okay, yeah, I think I've seen some people saying this is good. We'll we'll see how it is." And they were like, "Oh shit, this fucking rules!" Well, yeah, because when we heard the first heard release, the, yeah, they're like the seven inch, the right? seven inch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A one way track. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, normally this sort of hardcore doesn't really stick with me. Yeah, but this is so expertly done. Yeah, dude. And then. You know, the fucking release came out this year, and I was yeah. like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah, it's so good, dude. It's yeah. so, it's it is undeniable. This is uh, this is one of those rare instances. You know, sometimes I say, "Hey, we, you know, we say if you don't like this, you don't like this form of hardcore. If you don't like this, you don't like this form of punk." I, I would put forth, if you don't like this, you don't like hardcore music. Period. Yeah, it's really fucking good. This is one of those things where like. If if uh, someone of a certain age or uh, persuasion pushed against this, I would have to say you are merely being a contrarian for the sake of it. Yeah, because <laughs> there's almost no school of hardcore no. you can come from and not be like, yeah, man, this is it. Yeah, I, you can be you can be the fucking crustiest DB diehard. Yeah, and 
this is it's so fucking good. It's so good. It's so fucking catchy. Yeah. You can go into a you can run in a circle if you like. Sure. You can side to side. Yep. You can fucking crowd kill. Right. It's all there. It's all there, man. They got it all. They they took the proposition put forth by a band like Trapped Under Ice all the way back in 2007 and said, "Yeah, okay, we like that and we will raise you one." This yeah. this has a Baltimore style to it. This is pulling from stuff like that, from older Baltimore stuff like Next Step Up, a tradition of hard shit, but it has a groove, a melodic sensibility, an over-the-top personality, and a straight-up master craftsman approach to this shit mm -hmm. that is very rarely paralleled. And really well handled, like, like I guess... Uh, topical relevancy for sure yes super well handled super well handled it is not preachy it's not too on the nose it is just like it just it gets it done dude it gets whatever you like about hardcore this gets it done yeah it's fucking great man it's it, there's no mystery why this is on the top of everybody's uh everybody's year in list this this might be objectively speaking the record of the year yeah for sure so let me throw on uh one more one more for me um, another promo tape uh, that is hinting at something that is inevitably going to be really, really fucking good. I was an early proponent of Heavy Discipline, and I am still rocking with them. And I think that they've come a long way, actually. I mean, I think the other stuff is great. This is a band from Pittsburgh. Um, the other stuff, like the first demo or whatever, I was like, oh, these are literally like DYS riffs played backwards, which I was fine with. They have carved out a little bit more of a space for themselves, but are nonetheless still playing music that is firmly rooted in first wave U.S. hardcore. This is a band that, if you told me, they're from 1984. Yeah, that tracks. So uh, we're going to listen to the song Loud and Proud by Heavy Discipline off of their promo. Loud and Proud by Heavy Discipline. Uh, this is, uh, so it's two tracks. 
from an upcoming EP that Painkiller is putting out. It is no secret that Pittsburgh has been on their shit the last few years. There's, man, Necroheads. Yeah, dude. I almost put that in yep. here. It's like on my list, but I don't think we're going to get to it. Yeah, 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 for There's, sure. It, yeah. Man. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is on their shit. Heavy Discipline's right up there yeah. among the leaders of the pack for me. Um, a... Yeah, I fucking love this shit. This is, uh, this is, you know, a few of my selections tonight just reveal my simplicity. Workman, workman hardcore, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Journeyman hardcore. Yeah. Stuff that is just like tried and true, masterfully crafted journeyman hardcore. It yeah. just gets the fucking job done. Okay. I love this. All right, what do you got? So the last thing I have is decidedly not journeyman. Okay. I discovered this band i don't know about th two months ago okay i get the feeling that this band probably had some social media presence mm -hmm. there's articles about them on vice okay upchuck I, that name sounds vaguely familiar so i was like i was like man this is really slick you know looking at it anyway long story short it fucking just happened to come on while I was letting algorithms do their thing. This this is a band from Atlanta? From Atlanta. Okay. Um, articles about it on Vice. Looking at it, I was like, boy, this is... Well, listen to the song first. Okay. Okay. This is the song that came up, and I was like, god damn, this is really good. And then I listened to the rest of it, and I was like, yeah, this is really fucking good. Okay. So I want to get your... This is my submission to the weekly show. Okay, cool. All right. So we're going to listen to track five, Boss Up, from this uh, full length. All right. Get fucked up with me, you're the villain 
decidedly not journeyman hardcore. Not journeyman hardcore, no. But sick. I liked it a lot. Yeah, so if this is getting vice write-ups and shit, this is this is music that we occasionally stumble upon on the show, which is like it's for posers, but it's it's good. So that, <laughs> that's know? what that's what I was saying is like this is like this is like shit to flies for tourists, right? Yeah, like like piss jeans or whatever. Yes. You know what I mean? I piss jeans, one of my favorite bands of the last fifteen I mean, years. Yeah, it is shit because it isn't shit, right? This is like sugar to flies, right? Sure, for tourists. Yes, exactly, right? And there's plenty of stuff that I like that falls in that lane. Yeah, you know, I guess they were on tour with Amel and the Sniffers. Sure, right. Makes there you sense. go. Right. So when I heard this, I was like, God damn, that track is really good. Who the fuck is this? And then I was like, Look, and I was like, I can't find any other projects that are associated with the folks in this band. Right. Like what? Yeah. Just, yeah, maybe, maybe they're industry plants, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But it's fucking good. It's really good. And I, the whole I like album is really good. Yeah. It's got a lot of, it's it, it, it plays with a lot of different things. Sure, yeah. You know, yeah. as that song did. Right. The vocalist stands out. Very the, much the so. The lyrics yeah. are fucking on point every time. Yeah, the lyrics are and, very sick. And the way that the, the entire album is basically there to... Uh, the way the vocals are sit in the mix and everything, yeah. it's really there to emphasize the vocal performance. Yeah, that I, really, really kind of propels it through. Again, a lot of personality here. Yes, and that a is lot. that is something that uh, is is more valuable than ever before. Because mm -hmm. again, when you can just when you can close your eyes and throw a fucking dart and land on a ten out of ten punk record, you know what I mean? Right. As many as many of these records that I consume in a given year, it's gonna be the rare one that I return to in ten years because yeah. that's just how it is. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. The, it, it, this band literally just has a seven inch from last year, and then this. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, are they industry plants? They, they at the very least, they have a good publicist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They got a publicist, or they know somebody, and you know what I mean. Like, because this is really fucking good. Don't get me wrong. But there's like no conceivable reason this gets the vice write up over other things that are equally as good, other than the fact that it's just like it is what it is. And also some of this stuff, it just becomes a ball that like starts rolling. Like for like Military Gun, yeah. I I love Military Gun. I think they're a great band. I'm not taking anything away from them. But once you get that first write up, then it's not long until you're getting the Grammy.com write up too. It right. just is what it is. Right. Like and journalists are little fucking leeches. Yep. And they. See see something and they see a publication that they think is cool or are tastemakers and they're like oh shit i should write about that too and then it just sort of rolls uphill until you're for some reason have a write-up in forbes and also something that should be acknowledged is that we live in a time where a lot of people in our general age group let's say this expanse of sort of 15 years or so mm -hmm. that we occupy where we now have jobs in media and shit. I mean, loosely speaking, I am a media, quote unquote, freelancer. I'm a jobber, a media jobber. I write the fucking PR publications that bands like this send to Vice. You know what I mean? So I'm a part of this weird exploitative web that everything everybody weaves. I just pocket the 150 and don't put my name on it. Right. You know? So, um, so yeah. Who knows how they got there? But this is really good. It I was really it good. I liked it a lot, and I, I checked out the rest of the record. The rest of the record's really fucking good. And uh, yeah, I was just like, I've never heard of this band. Yeah, I've never heard of anybody in this band. Sure. And they just fucking land, and I'm. No discredit to them whatsoever. Sure, no. They're fucking young. Yeah. They're, you know, they fucking 
I guess, caught lightning in a bottle. Sure, yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. But it's just so odd when I hear a band that has a sound like this yeah. that is really competent and well put together. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, I have never heard of any any of these folks in relation to any other project. It raises an eyebrow, but if it's good, it's good. It's, it's all good. good. Yeah. I'm 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 not I'm not here. <laughs> I'm We're not here to gatekeeper judge, even though yeah. we do all the time. We do it all the time, but I'm saying I'm even if I do make those sort of judgment calls, I'm far too old to like actually, actually throw care. my shield up and say, No, no dude. No, no, no. You shan't like, enter, you know. I just couldn't I was like, Am I missing something here? there must have been like a huge this just This is a complete tourist trap. For sure. And I fell for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's good. It is what it is. It's good. And I will for sure check out the rest of this record because that song was a banger. Yeah. And also, the fact that there are music videos uh, for two songs on this is also another like dead dead giveaway. I know. That somebody's like behind the scenes like, hey, guys, you should fucking do this and do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But it's good. It's good. Um, You got anything else? Uh, no, that's it. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I got lots of fucking, I, I do got, too. I got man. lots of fucking honorable mentions. Same. I mentioned necro heads and stuff like that. Sure. Um, but no, we gotta, we gotta call it at some point. Right? Yeah, for sure. This is like going to be like a two and a half hour episode. It'll be a big beefy year end roundup bonus episode to make up for the fact that we weren't here last week and you're getting a lot of actual content. There's like fucking 20 bands on this episode and minimal banter, all things considered. So, oh. uh, the label that put out that upchuck record? Yeah. Put out the Civic, those who know 7-inch. Oh, no shit. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. Or at least one of the versions of it. Yeah, sure. Anti-Fade put out the other one. Okay. Yes, but they put out what, what Famous label? Class. That's who put this out? They put out the the domestic U.S. version of those who know. And d- so they put out okay. uh, this upchuck record as well. Interesting, because Civic, Civic doesn't have the same sort of pop. No. You know what I mean? No, so. they've got some some Ty Seagal and some ex-cult on there. Uh, okay. Okay, so, so again, like Ty Seagal a lot, but that is like... That is tourist music for mm-hmm. sure. Not a lot. Not a lot of what I would call hardcore bands, right? On this label, sure. Parquet Courts. Oh yeah, Parquet Courts. Oh, oh okay. So so par- Parquet Courts is like again a band that is like punk adjacent. That like right uh, I- indie guys who like moved in an edgier direction to try to expand their pussy getting net. Yeah, are big fans of Parquet Courts. And again, Parquet Courts. Good fucking band. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no disc. A good band, but nonetheless, like, an industry band. So that makes sense how this is, like, elevated in the media. Still pretty fucking good. Still pretty good. Like I said, plenty of those bands I like a whole lot. And usually, even if they, even if to people of our pedigree, I guess you'll say our persuasion, our persuasion, persuasion, no, not pedigree, um, our persuasion, it might like be eyebrow raising. Usually the people in the bands are just like normal people trying to make good music. These are just kids, man. Yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah. For sure. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll call it there. We've uh, we've we went long. We gave you a lot of music. Hopefully, showed you some stuff that you haven't heard. Hopefully, elevated some stuff that other other people are gonna enjoy. And then, oh, and yeah. we didn't listen to anything racist. We did not listen to anything racist. See, in our own in our own lives, right? Yeah, the stuff that we promote, uh-huh. not racist. <laughs> Yeah, most of the, most of the time, yeah, for sure, most of the time. <laughs> Usually, I keep my my racist music listening habits confined to physical media or archive dot org, uh, where you can where the only place you can still find the Skullhead records on the internet. <laughs> Um, but yes, look at that. We put we put to, we put together a list. Not one sketchy thing. Not there. one sketchy thing. No, not one sketchy thing. A couple things you might be able to. 
on a long enough. <laughs> you can maybe tie, but yeah, overall, not one sketchy, not thing. one sketchy thing. So there you go. Very proud. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging. That with should be our New Year's resolution. <laughs> I'm not going to stick to that one. Our, our New Year's resolution is that we try not to be so. Um, um, enthusiastic about racist <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best, but I don't see myself lasting too long. Yeah. Because as soon as they hit me with one good riff, I'm like, uh oh, uh oh, <laughs> I feel my conviction slipping away into the ether. I didn't see that tone come. I do not see it. <laughs> I pretend I do not see it. Oh, plenty of bands <laughs> use stuff like that. Yeah, oh, yeah it's just shock value. <laughs> All right, thanks for rocking with us for another year. We will, uh, we will see you into 2023 and we'll return to the uh, normal format next week. See ya.